If you're loving the work podcast and want to support future episodes, become a loyal Patreon today. You get behind the scene photos, first look at videos, extra pod content, including the game and fan questions, plus exclusive merch too. Become a Patreon today. Welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today my special guest is the winner of Dragula Season 3, Landon Sider. We talk about all things drag. Check it out now. Hi guys, welcome back to work. I'm your hostess, Trinity the Tuck, and today my very special guest is the winner of Dragula Season 3, Landon Sider. Hi! Hello! How are you? I am great. I look fantastic. I have to tell you, my eyebrows are perfect today. My hair is on point. Um, yeah, all, so I look great. Yeah. All for nothing. All, all, all for- <laughs> <laughs> you can't really go anywhere right now. So. But you can t- definitely look good. <laughs> maybe, maybe for your partner, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, just for myself. Just for myself, too. It's yeah. worth it. I'm, I'm worth it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, right now I'm definitely not doing that. I <laughs> look like a roly poly right now. I've eaten so much food and have been so lazy, and I really oh. desperately need to work out. Oh my god! Oh, for sure. This quarantine pounds, like people say, I think the average national average is like I don't remember, like thirteen pounds or something. Oh, I've I've surpassed that. I've. Yeah, I'm glad that I don't have to do drag from the waist down right now because my costumes barely fit. So it's time to uh, focus yeah. on, on the less carbs. I know it's like it's like the holiday weight all over again. Yeah, um, but I like, never stopped. Yeah, but now you know <laughs> it's it's the summer, which I mean, I guess not too many. I mean, there are some people that are out there conversing with other people in public, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely right there with you. As if I can get from the the breast up, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so you live in Los Angeles, right? I do. I live in Long Beach. Oh, Long Beach! I love Long yeah, Beach. I do too. Uh, do you work at that Hamburger Mary's a lot? I do. That's my home. That's my home bar. Oh, okay, Jules. Jules. Yes, I, the Jules. Yeah, I love Jules. Jules is so fun. Um, she is, and the venue is a great venue. It is a beautiful venue. Uh, we I started there when they were at a different location, and it was um, we were lucky if the floorboards kept us up. And then we went to this place, and it's like this sunken treasure. You would not ever ever think that that huge massive like venue is in that location. And then you walk in, it's surprise. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. The only thing I would suggest to them is, girl treat your your drag entertainers right and get a bit a little bit bigger dressing room oh um, i know they try their best yeah they try their best with what they have at least but yeah, y'all, yeah, y'all be tiny. fighting each other for that space <laughs> it's teeny tiny for sure <laughs> i live but I'm, I'm dressed in a lot smaller um back when i lived in birmingham we had a, a dressing room space that was tiny like that so mm-hmm. i totally i totally get it well um where are you originally from Long Beach. I'm all Los Angeles all my life. Oh. I'm an LA native. You're so lucky. I know. I, I grew I know. up in a small town and 
I'm st- I've still yet to move out of, well, I'm, I'm not from Florida, but I live in Orlando, which is fine, I guess, but I need to move to LA. Everybody moves to LA, but that's where everything <laughs> is. It's it like is. the center of entertainment. It really is. Uh, and you're just super inspired by so much talent all around you, you know, and it's, and it's not as cutthroat as you would think by having so many like, uh, narcissistic drag performers all in one area. Yeah. It's pretty open. There's a lot of, um, drag to go and literally you can drive 45 minutes in any direction, any day of the week. And you can, you can find a drag bar. Yeah, Because all of you guys out there are constantly working, like literally like every night of the week, uh, I, I know that at least Morgan is like literally doing a show every night of the week. I'm like, how do you keep up with that? But girl, right. make your money. Yeah. Yeah. It's the pressure's on to keep putting out new content for sure. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I think the first time I met you was when I did a guest spot at the Hamburger Mary's in, was it in, it was in uh, uh, West it was Hollywood? Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. It was Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you're, sweet. It was you were so, so fierce. Good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like we're like, oh, yes, let me brush your hair. <laughs> I <know>, totally. <laughs> let me paint your toenails. Yes. Here, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, let's talk a little bit more about you. Like, how did you start drag? Like, where did you start drag? What, what made you want to start doing drag? I have been going to drag shows um, in my early 20s and fell in love with the whole aspect, the whole blend of cabaret and musical theater and improv and comedy and just so many things that I already loved. I grew up um, acting and drawing and painting and uh, about in high school, I started teaching myself special effects, uh, basic makeup. And I was going to the shows and I never thought of myself as being in drag um i just was a huge fan of it and then i got sick i uh, fought cancer and when i was laying down thinking about what i was going to do with the rest of my life i wanted to get back on stage that was the one thing i couldn't stop thinking about but i didn't want to do traditional theater because i was already kind of over um that kind of craziness that comes along with trying to pursue musical theater or just theater in general and I remember drag and I thought, that's a blend of everything I'm interested in. How about I do that? So I hit up Jules. She said that there was an open talent night once a week. And I signed up for a couple of months later. And until then, I was practicing my makeup every day. And then I went with it. That's crazy. So like, um, what night of the week was your talent night that you went and competed? It was on, t- it was on a Tuesday night. Tuesday. That, so I started drag, um, God, nearly 18 years ago on Thursdays and our contest was called the baddest bitch. Ooh. Yeah. And I actually started with, you probably know him. Um, a, another very prominent drag King, spiky Van Dyke. Yeah. We actually started drag together in the same. Very city. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. We were always competing. Like it, I, he would win one week. I would win the other week. It, it was like, we constantly were working, uh, like, as like the our not not in a negative way but like a com- competitive arch rivals where finally they were like y'all both have won too much you can't do this contest anymore so they started booking <laughs> us in the show I love it and yeah that's how it should be yeah yeah exactly um very cool so someone told me and this is more of a serious topic I, I'm just trying to get to know you a little bit more per- on a personal level someone told me that you are a cancer survivor. 
Yeah, I am. Um, can you tell me a little bit about like that? I mean, I'm so happy that, you know, you were able to beat that. That's amazing. I um, have a lot of people in my family who've, um, some people that have survived and some people that haven't. What type of cancer did you have? I fought squamous cell carcinoma, which presented itself on my tongue. So oh, I wow. b- basically it's tongue cancer. Um, oh, okay. And I had radiation and a handful of surgeries. And um, yeah, I couldn't talk for a really long time because it was so painful. I had like the, the radiation was burning my throat from the inside out. Um, wow. that was, it was really rough. Um, but I had met my wife just a few weeks before my diagnosis and, um, she refused to leave my side and I had the best, um, possible care just with having her love, like a fresh new love, you know, but our, our relationship started in such a unique way because soon after I started my radiation, I couldn't talk anymore. So, um, it was right. I was writing, letters and notes um to her in response with our conversations and she learned to read my my expressions and my eye look you know my the the way the way i look or my expressions she learned to read that body language so that my body language yes uh thank you and which was great but in the long run you're like oh man you know me too well i can't even like (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally oh no yeah that's that's good that's great though that's a that's a great story it's you know in spite of it being like terrifying it's kind of romantic a little bit it is it's very romantic it's uh and terrifying uh, especially because yeah. I had lost, I lost my mom to cancer when I was uh, 21. And so I knew um, what declining into that disease can look like and feel like. And, you know, you, there was no guarantee I was going to survive. I, I was confident and I was trying to stay positive, but you just never know. So um, try, I gave her a warning about, you, we don't know what's going to happen. So you don't have to stick around. Like, don't feel guilty into this. But she refused and i'm so grateful that she she did oh that's that's a yeah. sign of a keeper for life there oh I for mean, sure yeah. that's amazing i'm mm-hmm. i'm so glad that you were able to beat it have you do you you get checkups like quite often uh to make yes. sure right yeah i um even on the show i talked about um it and i talked about how i had a um a revisit of it not a, a couple years ago after i already started drag and i'd already started to garnish a large following um and i fought it in, in quiet because i didn't have answers um up front they, they rushed me into treatment and surgery so quickly that i didn't know what my full diagnosis or extent of what i was going to have to deal with yeah. until after i woke up from surgery because they needed to just go in and figure out what was in there so i didn't know if i was going to get um how much tongue they were going to take out again i didn't know if they were going to take out so much that i couldn't speak or eat anymore um so i i even recorded videos um explaining all of the possible outcomes because i could maybe not i have to learn how to talk for six months or i would never get to talk again or or all the various different um possibilities so i recorded myself explaining all the possibilities i recorded videos to my to my wife um and because i didn't know if i was going to be able to say i love you again so i you know just said i love you a million times and then um luckily it it was all contained in the surgery and i just kind of monitor it now i do i do deal a lot very heavily with um 
the repercussions of radiation. Uh, I was young when I fought it, so they didn't have a lot of information about why like or what side I would effects. see. Yeah. yeah, like the long-term effects, because yeah. most people that deal with that kind of cancer are already older, so they only have like maybe a decade or two of information, and so they don't really know what to tell me, what to expect, and every day is different, every day is new. Um, I'm having a lot of teeth issues with that. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, but it's, I'd rather have teeth issues and be alive and doing something that I love than having it be the many other possible outcomes that could have turned out. So, I'll Well, as, as a, a proud person that replaces a lot of things, teeth is one of them that you can definitely replace, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably just be with a bunch of dentures because uh, my teeth issues, I can't have implants, so I won't be able to have uh, implants. That's okay. That, that would be how, the dentures. <laughs> how fierce would that be to like be have like a, a denture wardrobe where you have like vampire dentures, you have totally. like like Easy. humongous... It's so great. That would be so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just because we are talking about dentures right now, there is um, the very first episode of Dragula. I was, um, I picked, opened up the compact and I had to eat spiders. And I was still healing from my most recent surgery um, where I had some teeth extractions and I had open holes in my mouth. And I had some temporary, um, I call them teeth, but they're dentures, you know, partials. Yeah. And so I wasn't wearing them because it gives me a really heavy lisp and I didn't want that lisp to be distract distracting. Um, so I pulled the spiders, they're pulling me into my spot to film it. And I had to ask the producer to go down to the basement to where our stuff was and to get me my dentures because <laughs> I didn't want any spiders going into the holes in my mouth because that was grossing me out and like uh, par- making me feel so paranoid more than actually eating the spiders. I was way wow. more afraid of having spiders in my jaw than <laughs> having to eat the spiders themselves. That is crazy. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you you beat all of this and that you're doing good. You know, I, I, I can imagine when you met your, your wife that um, right after you meet her, it's like the lesbian worst nightmare that you can't use your tongue for a long time. That's so. exactly the joke I say too. It's like that's the worst nightmare. A tongue cancer for a lesbian. Like yeah. get out of here. <laughs> I love it though. I'm so glad that you are 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 better with that. Definitely keep up with that. My sister, um, she's four years older than me. And she she is a cancer survivor from leukemia. And um, so I I know firsthand, well not firsthand, from from being around her what mm-hmm. the what the what the side effects are of all of that medication and so you know stay strong you're you're a very strong person just i i, I loved you on your season of dragula um you are such a genuine and strong person so i i i just think that you're you're fabulous and i'm so glad that you were able to beat that i want to move Thank on you. to you're welcome i want to move on to our first topic which is called hot topics Ooh. Mm, hot topics and it is about dragula i <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> i'm sure you've never heard of this um so uh, a lot of people know this about me and a lot of people don't know this about me my favorite type of drag other than pageantry drag is the very opposite of pageantry drag and that is horror drag. I yes. love it. I, lo- I love it. I love the creativity. I love the concept. You slayed for, I knew from the very beginning, like the first 
episode that you were going to win just because you are you are a pageant king mm-hmm. um it, but horror like you're so detail oriented and so polished in what you present no matter what it is i was mm-hmm. like he is going to win he is going Thank to you. win yeah, you I wish were I had amazing. the same confidence as you had in me, but uh, thank you. You well, you should. You you <laughs> should look at yourself and realize, you know, realize, hey, I I am so detail oriented, and that's kind oh, of a yeah. Thing. I totally recognize that, and it's actually something that I I learned early on to be proud of and to to go with, and just to be proud of it. But it's also something that like um, <clears throat> I'm so much more attracted to, uh, like grunge and and goth and um, like very just punk aesthetics. I'm much more attracted. What my eye catches to that kind of art in our artists, our artistry. And I just can't pull it off because my abilities are polished. So it's, uh, that kind of that, the double-edged sword situation where I love, I love what I do, but this other side, like I wish I could do other stuff, but. But that's the thing though, is, is that, you know, as an entertainer, we are all different and, and you, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, we all are put into some type of box by people, but really, there's no box. Like you can do glamour drag. You could do gory drag. You could do what all types of drag. Totally. And you showed that you showed mm-hmm. it all the way through your, your uh, journey on Dracula, the, the different uh, dynamics of your dragon. Um, Thank you. So and that's all part of how I started. I've always been a focus on doing a variety of different things and my interests are so broad. I don't have a favorite anything. So I just have a lot of, a lot of interests and I have always explored that with my drag too. So I just brought that to the show. Yeah, that's good. Did you think whenever you, you saw all the contestants and you got to know them just a little bit at the beginning that you were going to win and you can be honest. I didn't think I was going to win. I had hoped I was going to go far. Um, but I don't, um, I don't put all my eggs in any basket and I just know that I can only do my best and do my, and do me and do me at my best. And I had hoped I would go far and not so much for the crown or for the title, but just so that I could keep showing more of my art. Yeah. The farther I go, the more art I get to show. That was just more of my focus. Uh, I saw that there was so much competition in every single contestant that I knew that it was going to be a rough ride. I was ready to go. I was excited for it. Um, I second guessed myself at every turn because you just never know what's happening or what's, what's going to happen. But from the very beginning, I did not expect to win. I did. I had no idea what to expect. So especially with Dragula, you have absolutely no idea what to expect with that show. Yeah. Well, you, you, you definitely looked confident, even, even though you're saying you second guessed yourself, I didn't notice that really at all. Thank you. You just seemed like cool, calm, collected. You knew yourself. You knew what you wanted to present to the judges and Mm -hmm. you executed every single challenge. Great. Like, so good. You're welcome. I try to always go into, well, walk into the world with a confidence um, and try not to show uh, signs of weakness or too much insecurity because I've, you know, being, uh, I was raised by a single mother who dealt with a lot of um, uh, uh, handicaps that were um, gifted to her at birth. And I saw her persevere and just work so hard and be so proud of, of um, 
not taking every handout offered. She'd only asked for help when she absolutely needed it. And uh, just knowing how to work hard and be proud of your work too. I learned that so much from her that I, I just wanted to showcase that. And so I kind of went into it where I don't show that other vulnerable side of me as often because as being raised by that and then being a woman and being a lesbian and then being a woman in a man's world and being a, being a drag king and a drag queen's world. Um, well, that's at least perceived by the mainstream media. They think it's a drag queen's world. They don't realize how, how important Kings hold in our community, but just knowing that presence and having to deal with all of those preconceptions and, um, proving everyone wrong. I just kind of have always held myself with that thought and that confidence. Even if I don't feel confident myself, I know that I'm trying to exude confidence. Yeah. Cause you're representing something greater than yeah. just yourself. Yeah. Right. That's, that's great. I, I, I totally get that. And I, and I was that way too. Um, when I, when, whenever I compete, not even just on drag race, but even mm-hmm. when I did pageants, even if I didn't, you know, 100% know if I was going to, do win or be the best i still held my my composure like i was the best because um no one wants to 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 crown someone who's dowdy and um and that doesn't that doesn't come across as as a as a winner and so yeah you gotta fake Mm -hmm. it till you make it right (laughs) right yeah it's the difference between being confident and cocky yeah and uh i never you know felt like i had a reason to be cocky because there's, I don't know, I, I'm not really a fan of that kind of attitude unless the character calls for it as a as a performance. Right. But just as myself, like, there's, yeah, there's just that difference, confidence and cocky. Well, uh, what is the importance, What? why was it so important for you to be cast and compete on Dragula? Why was it important? Uh-huh, like, why was it important to you or... or uh, uh, yeah, why was yeah, it important no, to you? I mean, well, it was important to me because I have uh, worked at the Belays uh, multiple times for years before the show turned into a television show. And I knew that their vision and what they were bringing to a weekly and a monthly stage was something that I was always so proud to be a part of and had so much fun. And I loved their what, what they were doing with the platform that they were gaining for themselves. So I knew that I wanted to be a part of that brand and knowing how open they were with always casting their shows diversely and um encouraging uh us to you know to come to the show and to be a part of the show and they had actually um asked if I was interested in competing for the first season and they reached out again in the second season and it was not um I just didn't have the timing I was under contract for other projects like that that had my rights so I just didn't work out timing wise um so I knew <laughs> from the beginning um, that I wanted to be a part because I knew that from the beginning they were trying to be inclusive. And um, that to me is the most important because it's important to use whatever platforms you are to bring up the other people with you. Yeah. And what what's the point of having a platform if you're only going to showcase you or people who are like you? Um, and from my own perspective, everyone can do whatever they want with their platforms. But... Like to me, it's important to you. You climb a ladder, then you reach down and you help someone boost up that la- that the next rung too. You know, yep. it's it's how how are you going to create a whole 
the future if you don't create a family and a family should be diverse. So I agree. Uh, it, it was so important to me to be a part of that vision um, because they, they were open about that inclusivity from the beginning. Yeah. I, I think that's super important too. Um, uh, I agree with you. I think that there should be other um, avenues that, for people to that that are out there now that that mm -hmm. should be more inclusive but um that's why i'm starting the 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 platforms that i am for other artists but we'll yeah. get into that we'll get into that a little bit later i um i wanted to um ask you i saw that you auditioned several times for drag race did you ever get a call from casting no <laughs> You're cute. No, of course not. <laughs> okay. I say that I say that in a in a funny way because I, I laugh at that because um, the the RuPaul has made it clear multiple times in in the questioning about how she doesn't um, think that kings should um, compete on her show, <clears throat> and I understand that basic decision because it's her show and she could do whatever the want whatever she wants with her show, but. Um, she has she went with the explanation of why she gave some interesting and kind of insulting um examples and her wording and the 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 words that she used to explain just rubbed me the wrong way and were clearly um just i don't know i i kind of felt like being asked that question, she could, she just could have said, you know what? I just don't, I just don't see how we can um, make it work with our vision for our show. That to me, clear enough answer. It's, it's pretty much saying it's my show. I do what I want with it. But just the kind of the way she went on, she said that Kings and Queens don't mix that. It's like a, um, a, 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 a IB, um, a Mac and a, um, a what is it? A, a Mac computer or a, another kind of laptop. They just don't, they don't, they're not compatible with each other. She just was, we're using all of these ways to explain how we just don't go together. And, mm. and to me, I had made my whole career of mixing with Queens on the same stage. I shared the stage with Queens on my life. I, I, there wasn't a drag king only show until I was in my area until we started to make one. So it's it's it was just like a, a insulting in that um in that way so when that that the interview came out it was a, um, a, a video interview with the advocate with daniel reynolds from the advocate uh -huh. and um when that came out you you can't it was video it wasn't like oh it was taken out of context like it was clearly that's what she meant and that's what she said and i instantly realized i've been wasting my time um, auditioning for this show, I won't be doing it again because that's not a that's not a a brand or a um, yeah, just a vision that I want to align myself with to, to keep trying. Because I thought I kept auditioning because I thought they were just thinking, oh, well, he's not ready, or but he's not ready, or we just can't figure out how to judge him fairly yet. I was just kind of making up excuses. Well, a bunch of queens audition over and over again until they get cast. So I just kept submitting tapes in. And then I realized that it was, why bother? Because she doesn't understand how we have come up together. I, and, I, and I don't understand how she doesn't understand that either. Because, you know, the, how hard she worked to gain the platform that she has. 
she toured in a bus, you know, she went, she, she got her own gig. She, she works like a motherfucker to get where she is now. And I'm grateful for all of that hard work that she did to create a platform that now drag is celebrated so much worldwide that I can now do this for a living. I'm grateful yeah. for what she did. It's just, it seems like her, her view is, is so kind of narrow minded into what she does. And I just wish her wording was different. It was, but it showed also true colors too. So I guess you can, I can't get mad at her truth either. Do you think if they ever specifically reached out to you to audition again, that you would audition? I can't say that I would be interested. I feel like I um, am so honored to have been given that opportunity by someone who believed in me from the beginning um, to kind of backtrack and to, I feel like it would be like, a, 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 oh, well now we're just grasping at straws now. Now we're just changing our mind. We don't actually change our feelings. We're just changing our mind for business. Mm. And I don't, uh, pre I wouldn't uh, have faith that it would be for my good intentions and to try to elevate my art. It would be just to kind of, um, we have nothing else to do. So let's just bring some girls on instead of, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, I don't think I would have faith in whatever vision that they would, um, try to sell me that they were doing with it. Well, I do hope that drag race becomes more inclusive I, I do. I just don't I, think I, I would be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, 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 I totally get where you're coming from and the feelings mm -hmm. of so many people too. Um, because I look at your drag and I, I think you work just as hard, if not harder than I do for your illusion. And, um, you know, there's, I don't understand how anyone could think that they could not judge you fairly against the drag queen since you you wear prosthetics to look like mm -hmm. you have a penis you flatten your breasts you wear specific makeup to make you look more masculine you know mm -hmm. and, i wear and, wigs i wear custom yeah. costumes made for me i wear high heel boots i wear high heels sometimes you know and i think um where, where drag kings are going and where we came from as a main uh artistry we came from male illusion and male illusion compared to female illusion of drag queens is not as grandiose. You have a six foot tall man in heels and like in six inch heels and a, uh, a two foot high wig. They're going to literally stand out in a crowd. And when you have a uh, five foot seven or six um, female bodied person in drag and they're only doing male illusion, they might be wearing a sparkly jacket, but they don't stand out as much. And that's kind of like where the history was. And the goal was a lot of kings back in the day were to pass. And that yeah. was and that was the art form. And it was beautiful and, and it's it's hard to do. It's incredibly hard to do. But when you just want to pass, you can literally walk through a crowd and not be noticed. You just look like a handsome guy. And and from that um impression that some of the old school queens have, they don't realize how what the kingdom has done with their art and their craft has exploded into colors and variety and androgyny and just beautiful, beautiful artistry that our kingdom has has elevated the platform with, especially with social media, that it's a new age to be more open. And I do hope that the the 
that they do become open-minded and inclusive. Um, I just think that it's it's not for me, and I would hope that someone else can take those reins and 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 reign. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I want to talk about another hot topic, which I'm so gracious. I don't even know if that's the right word. I'm so thankful. Girl, I'm using the. I don't, I'm probably using the wrong word. Um, <laughs> I'm so thankful that you have agreed to judge, which is uh, my love for the arts contest. Yes, I'm and so excited. I'm really excited too. So I this started as a um, an actual touring contest. Um, I started it last year, um, and it was open to all types of drag then. And now, obviously, we're in quarantine, and my partner and I were trying to think of a way to, because I've always used my platform since I got on season nine, to um, advocate for entertainers that have not been on a TV show, uh, to give them more of a a spotlight and more uh, a voice and um, to help them, you know, be elevated as far as, like, uh, being visible. And so... Um, Love for the Arts just came about uh, as far as like a digital competition. And and uh, like you said, I think that there needs to be more opportunities for inclusive drag, no matter what style of drag that is. It, it You know, that's the fun part of, of Love for the Arts is we have such a diverse cast. You don't know what's going to happen. And right. um, that's what that's what's cool. I, I, I think that when you have a bunch of cookie cutter drag queens or cookie cutter drag kings um, that are all the same. It's it's predictable and boring. And yeah. so I'm so excited to have you part of that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And um, I'm, I wish we would have had, we only had one drag king apply and they actually did make it on. Um, awesome. And I, I wish we would have had more, but I think that maybe because it was brand new that, I only had the casting open for a week. I think the next time we will get a lot more um, applicants because yeah. it'll be a little bit more well-known. But I'm really excited to have you involved with that. Um, have you been doing shows on Twitch? I have. I've been, uh, I'm a cast member on Bitch Put In Show. So I'm a, I'm one of the uh, three permanent cast members, me, Vander, and Kiara. And um, I was a bitch, obviously. But um, so I wasn't, I've been involved in every week. Um, I put out a new fully edited video. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. I was pulling, I've been pulling all nighters, like just never, like glued to in front of my laptop, trying to like edit things, whether it's a backdrop video that's projected onto me or actually editing the content afterwards. It's just, it's been so much work, but it's been so great. I can't, I, I'm, I'm in so in super inspired by some of the amazing things that people are putting up, pulling out of their asses in their living rooms. Um, and excited to showcase some of the stuff that I would not, I wouldn't really take on tour. I wouldn't take on to a location, um, that I'm not too familiar with. I kind of, you know, you kind of have your go-tos when you do perform in new venues because I'm trying to make a good impression. I'm trying to showcase some of the things that they want to see, especially now that I'm on the show. I know they want to see certain characters and I really, I try to bring those, but 
this I've been doing drag for 11 years. So I have 11 years worth of repertoire that only my hometown gets to see or yeah. the local, my, my Southern California, because I travel all around Southern California on my weekly tours, on my gigs. Um, so now that I get to kind of bring out some of these numbers and figure out how to make them work in a little screen, but it's been fun, challenging, but fun. Well, that's good. I mean, I just, like, I, I've heard of Bitch Pudding's show, but mm -hmm. I, I am the worst person when it comes to technology. Like, literally, uh, it's a struggle to turn on my computer sometimes. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> And so, thank goodness I have a partner who is extremely smart with computers and technology and all that stuff. Um, he's, like, helped me. But I, I wasn't really sure how to work Twitch or what Twitch was really about. Mm -hmm. um, until we decided that we wanted to do this contest. And so we had to do more research and it is such a cool, uh, streaming service. Um, it is. And, and it's like su the, super easy. I guess so. I, I, um, haven't the very, I don't perform live on her show. It's always now pre-recorded videos. The very first night I did do live, uh, and the music was fucked up and that's all on my, on my side. Like it wasn't even their issue. It was just me not knowing how to set it up right. And I was kind of like, I don't want to go through that again. I'm just going to go ahead and do pre-recorded videos. And when I, I did uh, an Instagram live King show, um, right when quarantine kind of got locked down and I, I have, a, I host King shows here. So I wanted to kind of bring one, but I brought a bunch of Kings that I've befriended um through social medias and we did an instagram live and people were asking me if i should t take it to twitch because instagram live is like you can't really trust it and even trying to do research on how to stream on twitch was over my head so i'm so grateful that people like you have figured out how to do it so that i don't have to <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh th th people like my my smart partner I, I that, partner, yeah yeah i'm like if we I, i've told i've joked around with him i'm like if we ever break up this is all over my career is over <laughs> my social media is is going to go down and smoke i don't know how to do this <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. like it's you know thank god for him but um but yeah so i want to move on to our next topic i want to talk about a topic called drag race rundown Ooh, yes and uh, the only topic to talk about is All-Stars 5. It's coming to an end um, mm -hmm. this Friday. And um, who are you rooting for? I would be happy with any of them. Uh, I am I am a fan of all of, of their work. And I just know that, like, I don't know. Like, I haven't, I, like, I, I was full honesty. I haven't watched every episode or every... Um, every moment of every episode. So my vote would be skewed by the the clips that I have watched or cut up on or recapped and things. And I was watching to support my friend Mayhem and Angina and they went out earlier than I had hoped. But I try I watched the show to support my friends. I don't really watch the show for for much other reasons just to support my friends you know it's fun and there's artistry and I get to watch um I don't watch it for the drama. So I watch it for the art and the acting and the outfits, you know, so yeah. and you can kind of catch up on that without watching the whole show. So I'm, I don't, really, I don't have a favorite. I don't have a person I'm rooting for. That's, and that's my honest, honest truth. What a pageant honest. King's answer. What a pageant King. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally good. Of like meeting and working with, with all of them. And I, they were lovely. And 
fun and real and sincere backstage and on. And so, you know, may the best woman win. Yeah, well, well, I sure hope it's going to be Shay. And, and actually, when this airs, this airs on Monday. So this will be air the Monday after we find out. So all the fans that are listening to this now, you already know who won. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're actually talking about nothing that really even matters. But um, do you so have... How about we, we record my answer? And then all I say is, I hope. <laughs> we should and then you just edit in the person yes so that we're both right <laughs> i should get like a um that really robotic monotone voice that just record yes. records the name and we'll just put that in the in between i love that <laughs> and a real masculine voice will work for both because neither of us neither of us have a masculine no voice, so no that's not happening <laughs> no no that you're right well um before we go, do you have any drag kings that you want to like um, tell people to go follow that to use your platform? Yeah, uh, well, current performing drag kings would be uh, Sexy Galaxy uh, in Australia. We have Moby Dick that's still outperforming. He's a a grandfather of of kings from the nineties. Um, Moby Dick is still hosting things. We also have Tenderoni out of Chicago is an amazing talent. Uh, we have Mystery Meat, who is very Dragula um, kind of branding, but he's he's his own artist. Uh, of course, Androgen. Um, we have, wow. Um, and I know I put you on the spot, so if you don't say everybody, um, I'm sure that they won't take offense. I mean, that's, no, you can't course, name yeah. everyone. No. Uh, Phantom, we have um, uh, Vex in, in uh, Florida as well. Uh, so many, and of course, I'm having I'm flooded with with visions and names right now. And you do some research on our history, because our historical kings are have paved the way for for us to where we are now. And we've been around just as long as queens, and in some cultures, even longer. So it's just like we've we're, we've shared the same stages, we've hit the same boards, we've had kings be um, hosts of drag queen shows. Uh, Stormy Delarvoy was a live singing MC um, at Stonewall. We have uh, Gladys Bentley. Uh, we have um, uh, Hetty King and uh, Diane Thor in the 90s. There's just so much history of kings just carving out and proving that they deserve on those stages. And people don't know about it because the number one show celebrating drag doesn't talk about us or showcase us. And people only do only know what they're taught. And unfortunately people don't do their own research. So I hope that people listening do a little drag, just Google drag Kings. Yeah. Google drag Kings and look them up, go on Instagram and hashtag drag King and just be inspired by the artistry that you'll find. I think that's, that's super important. It's, it, you know, dragon in general is such a wide uh, spectrum of artists that you, you're, you're going to find literally anything and everything that you can imagine and things that you could never imagine. And yeah. um, you're right. Just go in and Google and go in and just search and support and, and send love. And um, yeah. it's, it's super important. Well, before we go, I want to, I'm, I want to leave you with something my uh, grandmother always used to tell me. And mm -hmm. that was, um, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, come sit by me. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's the best one. Um, we're going to do a fake out, so don't hang up. Um, 
Thank you so much, Landon, for joining me today on Work Podcast. And I can't wait to work with you in the future. And thank you so much. I can't wait to have you as a judge on my show soon. Yay! Yes. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye.